You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as John. I'm here with Josh Kender, also known as Kender. Live from the cavernous depths of Elo Hill, it's your boy, aesthetically pleasing penis. <laughs> and we are also here with Ben Guyton, also known as the Dude Abides. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yes, and this is episode number 143. I am back to 98%, not 100% healed, but at least Kender has his internet this time, so he's here. <laughs> I need healing. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is here. So, And the dude abide, has, he, he hasn't let anybody down yet. So. <laughs> Except for Bob, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of people in my life I'm sure I've let down on numerous occasions. Mm-hmm. This is episode number 143. We are recording on January 22nd for release on January 23rd. And what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about a couple things. Obviously, not much Overwatch news. I mean, that's just been the norm. It's like, I don't know, six months. So uh, I don't even know if I need to say that anymore. But but we've got a couple things to talk about. One, obviously, Year of the Pig is coming up right on Thursday. So we'll discuss what we do know about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about free coaching, and we're going to talk about an idea for tournament mode. Um, and it's not our idea. It's something we got out the forums, and that just thought it would be kind of cool to discuss it. So we're going to talk about those things. Before we get into all of that, though, I'd like to welcome anybody listening to the very first time. Thank you for checking out Watchpoint Radio. Uh, we do talk about Overwatch news and competitive and some esports, but the primary focus of this show is the community and the state of the game. So even when we do talk about those topics, we tend to revolve around the community. Uh, if you enjoy the show and uh, you want to keep up with what's going on, just follow us at Watchpoint Radio, and also feel free to just uh, to join our Discord community, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. Love to have you there. More, more and more people coming in every week, so uh, it's a good place to be. And as always, I'd like to re- welcome or thank any returning listeners, you know, whether it is your first re-listen or 142nd re-listen, you know, we appreciate you guys coming back every week. This is why we do the show, because definitely not for the money. So <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Speaking of money, I'd like to thank new subscriber Fozzie. Now last week, Fozzie actually Fozzie subscribed the week before last week. And I forgot to mention him because you know I wasn't at hundred percent, I was ninety percent jaw last week. <laughs> Still and loading. uh he kind of blasted me for it when I uh, talked to him when we were playing some games over the last week. I said, you know what? I'm going to make a huge deal out of you being a resubscriber, out of you using that Twitch Prime sub that she didn't have to pay for to uh, <laughs> to subscribe. You know, we really appreciate that 250 we're getting from you directly, Fozzie. And I had, I, I was actually planning 
to do an analysis of your gameplay right here live on the show and kind of just go over the mistakes that you make on a regular basis. Oof. But I actually didn't have time to write that up. So you're very lucky that I didn't do that. It just had that <laughs> many things to write down. You just ran out of time, huh? <laughs> yeah, it, it was just a busy weekend. I was still kind of recovering. I'm getting fucking old, man. I, oh, I thought we were shit. continuing on the we're flaming Fozzie train. Yeah. Oh, we are. I'm, I'm down for that train. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I, I'm just fucking with him. I play with Fozzie all the time, and he's a good guy. Uh, been a community member for quite some time, and I do appreciate, you know, the 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 the, the, uh, the sub. We definitely appreciate the support. We appreciate everybody's support. But this week, especially Fozzie's support. Thank you <laughs> for all you have done. <laughs> Thank you, Fozzie. I'm actually, you know what? Fuck it. I am naming this episode Fozzie. <laughs> just like F and a bunch of like special characters, Fozzie. <laughs> yeah, name this episode Fozzie. This one's for you. Thanks for the Twitch Prime sub. Appreciate it. <laughs> but, um, You're welcome. That now that we got that out the way, and I think I've done more than enough to uh, to thank Fozzie for missing and for missing him last week. Real quick, <laughs> like, is getting a podcast named after you get you laid in today's age? I don't know. We gotta so, ask Fozzie next week. Later, <laughs> we can ask him next week. Actually, better yet, we'll ask his wife. Well, so there you I, go. I'll just say I haven't gotten a single piece of ass from Kendra's Guide to Gold, so I'm gonna say no. <laughs> you didn't get my uh, Snapchats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, more than a piece, okay. Snapchats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but um, yeah. Let's move on to our patrons. Thank. We have actually have two new patrons this week, so thank you guys very much, Big Daddy Paladin and Refire. Thank you guys so much for becoming patrons. We really do appreciate that support. It's very awesome to see. And actually, um, our new patrons helped us push to our our uh, second Patreon goal. So that means we're going to be opening up a new rank on Patreon, and um, we're also going to start doing uh, raffles, like a like a twenty dollars gift card raffle every month. I do believe that is what we had set that for. I have to go look because honestly, I wasn't expecting to hit it. So I was like, uh, I thought about it a long time ago. I was like, yeah, we'll do that for hit fifty. So we're we're definitely going to do it, but I have to uh, got to come up with a new Patreon rank and new uh, new perks for that rank. So uh, I'll be working on that very soon. But thank you guys helping us uh, definitely push over that goal. It's, it's actually, thank, I mean, technically speaking, all of our Patreons helped us push over that goal. So thank you guys very much for your support. And uh, we'll have some updates very soon. Really do appreciate it. And with that, let's move into our community feedback. The first is an iTunes review from Idominus Rexman. It says, thanks for staying with Overwatch. It says, so I've been looking for an Overwatch podcast. And this is definitely the one. I love that. I love what you guys say, and it's nice. Also, please put an invitation to your Discord info for Apple Podcasts. I thought it was in there, but I will double check. If not, that's something I'm going to have to work on getting back in there. But I can definitely... Uh, make that happen but like i said earlier the, the actual link is pretty simple it's discord.me slash mash those buttons that'll get you right there but see he's right it should be in the uh in in, in the app itself so like i said I'll, I'll work on that but thank you very much for the review thanks for taking the time to uh review and write in and the other piece of community feedback we have is actually from big daddy, daddy paladin he put it on our patreon page 
uh, once we become a patron, he says, WPR sets the bar for game-specific content. Your thoughts on the state of the gaming community are spot on, and your banter gives the show a personal feel. I've gained fresh insights on strategy and gameplay that I've been able to use to improve my own game. Well done, and keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much. For, I appreciate that. And don't Definitely forget to check out our other strategy podcast, Prepare to Attack, for some even better tips on your gameplay. Yeah, that that's the that that's the ones from people who know what they're doing. <laughs> like like we'll brain just, dead plebs over here. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, uh, the the highest rank we have here now is is diamond. That would be me. And um, before we had a former's master player, but I mean, you know, shit's really gone downhill since we lost the former master's player. <laughs> yeah, it really has. Feels bad, man. So. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, this the, the stuff that we talk about here on Prepared to Attack is more so from our like personal experiences and you know from the growth and the failure we've experienced. Uh, Prepared to Attack is very it's very um, directed from masters, grandmasters, top five hundreds. We talk to those guys, so uh, I'm not sure if you listen to Prepared to Attack, but I would definitely check that out. The same platform you. Listen to this one. If you search "prepared to attack," it should pop up. So you might gain a lot more insight from that one as well. But we do appreciate you uh, writing in, and we appreciate you being a Patreon and all that stuff. Thank you very much, and especially I like that the WPR sets the bar for game specific content. That's that's huge. <laughs> that's huge. Well, do appreciate said. that. Yeah. So thank you very very much. Uh, this week, let's we're actually gonna. Bring well, actually, we did it last week too. Uh, you know, do a little old segment. Hey, how's your week in Overwatch been going? Uh, before we hop into our topics, I, th- I felt it would be a good week to do that again. I like the way I felt last week. So, with that being said, who wants yeah, to go you. first? You can go ahead, dude. Lead it off. Um, yeah, how's Platinum been treating you? <laughs> uh, it, it hasn't been bad. I haven't got to play a whole lot this week. Uh, I've been out of town two weekends in a row. Um, and work's been crazy busy. Um, I got a few games in on Sunday. Had some good games. Had some bad games. You know, the run of the mill. But it's better than being in, you know, mid-gold. The games feel better, at least. The team works a little bit more cohesive. Um, I mean, I'm still doing the the strategy that I've been working with, which is uh, scrubbing the shit out of people on uh, LFG and making people mad at me. Um it's sad, but my favorite thing in Overwatch right now is when I kick someone from an LFG group before they even get to say a word, and then they join back six times in a row. Why'd you kick me? Why'd yeah. you kick me? <laughs> um, I take way too much joy out of it, but uh, reading comprehension is important, kids, and if it says 2500 up and you're 2250 probably going to kick you. So <laughs> I don't know. Gain's been good, though. Um, Ryan's a lot more fun when you use, when you have a competent Zarya next to you. And there's a lot more Lucio played um, in Plat, which is a lot more fun. Um, I don't feel like a giant man with a hammer trudging through mud, um, which is, you know, makes Fatty Shatty's a little more easy to pull off. (laughs) As for my week in Overwatch, uh, it's been a mix of good and bad. If I solo queue, it's fucking terrible because my main account right now is in like right dead center mid gold. It is no fun. But what I have been doing is queuing with people uh, in Diamond or uh, in like the, as far as apart as we can queue to the upper level. And that pulls us all up into 
a higher level of play, which gets us better cues and things like that, uh, as opposed to trying to play down and just carry. Uh, and it seems to be working really well uh, for the actual climbing because I'm used to that level of play, uh, especially playing with the six tech. So like dual and triple cues with uh, with them pulling up our total SR has been working effectively for me as far as that goes. Uh, we did actually win our last tournament match. Uh, I think I might have said that last episode. I can't remember. Uh, so we've got that well, coming up. Well, wasn't Friday? your tournament match on Saturday though? Uh, it was the nineteenth, wasn't it? It might have been. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, we recorded on Thursday, so okay. I can't remember anything. I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> Kinder's still at seventy five percent. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because of pure lack of sleep. I slept for like three hours last night. I've been up since five a.m. But um. So, yeah, we won the last tournament match. We're going on to the next round, which is going to be our toughest round. But uh, as far as our sixth stack, we've been improving a lot. I've been playing a lot of Lucio and shit like that. Uh, and, you know, I, I've got high hopes for the rest of this season, as long as we keep doing what we're doing and I don't have to fucking queue by myself in the hell pit that is mid-gold. Well, you know you don't have to queue by yourself, right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, try, I'm actively trying to avoid it. Right. Get, get dude to carry you. Hard carry. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to qualify for his LFGs. <laughs> well, my SR, the way my SR is right now, probably wouldn't. You'd probably kick me if you didn't know me. <laughs> the uh, way my SR work. <laughs> I, I look at stats, too. Um, so well, right now, I have a... I think it's a... I was at an 81% win rate on Zarya. Uh, oh, wow. I, think, I think it dropped down to 72 after a couple of uh, dumb losses. But it's still my, it's still really high right now. My diva win rate this season is like seventy six percent. It's pretty nutty. Nice, yeah. Nice. What yeah, about you, Josh? Been, How's your weekend Overwatch been going, man? You know, I played. <laughs> I played comp for the first time in a week. I think Saturday night, and uh, that went well. Went well enough. But the, I mean, it's. Playing Overwatch at 3 a.m., it's only going to go so well, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, for the most part, I, I, I was fine with it. Uh, there was some salt tossed around in the group, but eh, eh what you're going to do? You know, it, it is what it is. And I played again, comp again, you know, last night, but I'm still not really playing. I'm still playing mostly, actually, in either low plat or gold um, because I've just been playing to help people climb. I don't know. I, I I have such a lack of motivation to climb higher on my higher account, right? I don't know what it is. Like sometimes I want to climb higher, not necessarily for myself, but just so that when I you know when I say certain things about you know compositions or how things are played, it has more credence to it. But as for myself, I really don't give a fuck if I'm in masters or not. Like, that's the thing. I really didn't even care to get into Diamond, to be honest with you. Um, I put out a tweet, I think it was like last week. I think it was last week. And I was like, I don't know, I might have to join a team again to to get my motivation back. Because the whole reason I got into Diamond was because I was practicing Zen and I just got really good at Zen and boom, I made it into Diamond. Um, I've been thinking about, you know, because I, I was playing a lot of Ana on my practice account 
and it could and it was a lot of fun for me. But now when I play Anna, I could definitely play Anna on my higher level account. So I was thinking about and you know when I do solo queue instead of playing Ash because I went from like twenty four hundred to twenty eight hundred just playing Ash. I was like, well maybe I'll just play, I'll play Lucio because that's actually a character I probably really need to practice. You know, uh, playing Lucio. So I think that's what I'm really gonna focus on here coming up soon. Yeah. And then I don't know, by the time I'm ready to play Lucio on my higher account, he'll be out of meta. So you know yeah. <laughs> I just don't know that Lucio will go out of meta like that. There's uh I've been playing almost exclusively Lucio practicing with a six stack and getting habits that I never really picked up with Lucio before. Like I knew that, you know, okay, you need to use speed boost here and you know, you need to use healing here, et cetera, you know, and things like that. But like I don't know, just there's a, a particular feel uh, that you get with it. Like uh, in certain situations, all right, you see that we need to ch- get this chase down and get the stagger, you know, automatically. You know, all right, we're speeding here. And uh, I know, it, it just, I, I feel myself climbing as uh, climbing closer to the skill ceiling with Lucio. I'm nowhere near it, obviously. But uh, he feels like a really good character right now. And I just don't think that he's going to go out of meta anytime soon. I've seen yeah. a lot of uh, chatter online about wanting him to have his uh, sound barrier nerfed um, because of his ability to counter by himself uh, grab dragon combo. Um, and a lot of people are saying, and this isn't me, this is just what I'm reading, that uh, nerfing Lucio just a little bit will be more effective at breaking goats than doing anything with like Reaper and stuff like that. So I've seen a lot of people calling for nerfs to Lucio if they actually want to kill goats because without Lucio, goats doesn't go anywhere. I don't know. Uh, but I don't. I don't know that it's needed um, because we died to Dragon Ball several times with Sound Barrier. It, it's such. A, it's an actual skill move to counter it with uh, with his ultimate because if you do it too early, even a, a second or two too too early, uh, then you're still gonna die to Dragon Ball combo. Uh, you have to time it right before the dragons hit you, and preferably have up your uh, amp it up as well on top right, of that, right. and then you can tank it then. But if you don't do both of those things, or at least one of those things just right, you're going to die to it. At least Lucia will definitely die to it, and your other squishies will. Well, I think people's reasoning for it is just the fact that I, I guess they don't feel that one ult should cancel out the combination of two ults, um, which I do understand the logic behind. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of play in this game where one ult wins out against two if you know someone just makes the right play. Yeah, I think so, maybe the big thing is that on a grenade can't counter that like it can Zen. Right. I mean, there's so many in, instances in the game where like something as powerful as a sleep dart can cancel out two ults at any given time, such as anything nanoed. Right. You know, so I mean, if an ability can do it, why can't an ult do it? Right. Yeah, I was going to say, because Zen is also extremely effective at countering that. Right. And depending on like your like the enemy Anna would have to be in position already to counter like to put the, the nade into that group, right? Um let's be honest, most most comps are running a shield tank. So Ryan when he's you know when grab drag when you get grabbed, Ryan usually puts a shield up or Winston puts his shield down. And in many cases that would stop the Anna from, you know, um Anteing everybody, right? Right. Uh, Not to mention you know, that Diva Matrix can counter both of them if you play it correctly. 
either way, it feels more like a skill thing than a just a free survivability thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really see it as an issue. I mean, like, like, grab dragon, grab dragon isn't that difficult to actually hit either. So, like, run the serious. I I understand the issue. Like, I'm trying, I'm trying to think from the other side's perspective. Right, that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to think from their perspective, like. Is it really that unfair? Or I don't know. Maybe you should make Zenyatta blow his trance, you know, or kill yeah. Zenyatta. One of the, one of those two things is gonna like one of those things is gonna happen, right? Or when you play a Zen, because you know that's I, I see from that perspective. If they have a Genji, if there's like an enemy Genji on the team, there's two things you gotta use your alt for, right? So it's like either a do I hold my alt for Grav, which may or may not get people grab dragon or do i hold my alt for genji you know so you can make i think the the, the answer there is to make zenyatta blow his ultimate or kill zenyatta don't do grab dragon until you know zenyatta's mm-hmm. dead right just like a lot of people in lower tiers because in higher and upper tiers I don't, it's not as big as a problem but in lower tiers there's a lot of people who really shouldn't be popping grab until diva's out of mech you know, yes, <laughs> I've seen too many get uh, get eaten or swallowed by Diva, yeah, especially I lately. Had, now that you can see it clearly in the kill feed, I, I've noticed a lot more of them getting eaten rather than just being blown. I never realized how often that happens. I got to tell you, I pulled one of the best plays with Zarya last night that I've ever done in my life. Um so we were attacking on second point Anubis and I had grav and our fair had barrage and she's like, just grab them. And we were going kind of like through the choke, but on the right side and I could got, not get any good line of sight. I knew where they were, but I couldn't get a good line of sight on them. So I uh, rocket jumped towards them, but like through the little uh, pillars and shot the graph through two of the pillars and landed four of them with it. It was like a long range grav. And uh, we wiped the whole team with it. I was like, oh, my God, that felt so good. <laughs> <laughs> so rocket jumping with Zarya can be pretty fun. Yeah. And on the opposite end, I completely blew two grabs last night. Just got nobody. Oh, yeah. Really. yeah. <laughs> I, I, had, I had a couple of really bad grabs. We, we totally won the game. I still had a pretty good Zarya play, but my ults were off point. Yeah, it took me a little bit to readjust. And it's been a while now since they've nerfed the range on a grav, yeah. Um, so it took me a little bit to uh, readjust to that, but now it's not that big of a problem. I just got wait. I, I just got wait from the you know come in a little bit. So, I mean, it's Whoa. still got a pretty big suck on it though. I saw. <laughs> I think in the I think in the game where Kinder and I were watching last night, um, they grabbed on Hanamira second point, like the the platform above it. And Zen, while ulting on the ground level, got pulled up into it, um, which was a lot farther than I th- than I thought it would get sucked. But that's what still she got some did. pretty good range on it. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, like I said, just take a little bit of adjustment. So I don't think it was uh too bad. I didn't like it when I first heard it. Actually, I still don't like it. I, I, as somebody who plays Zarya, I'm like, no, I want the range to be as large as possible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you, you know, just run so. Sim anytime you see Zarya, so you can TP right out of it. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That, that, that's what that's what they wanted, right? Yeah. Obviously it didn't make her useless. It just uh added to her skill ceiling, which usually I'm all for, and it doesn't didn't seem to break her, so 
I I can't, grab's I can't still disagree. incredibly effective. Yeah. So, all right, let's go ahead and move into our uh, quick updates. One year, the pig, you know, not a surprise. We knew it was coming. Uh, starts January 24th, ends February something. I have, I, I messed up the show notes here. It says ends, and I went to go look for it and got sidetracked by something else, <laughs> I apparently. Think, <laughs> I think it's February or February 11th, if I'm not mistaken. February 11th? That's really short. What day did you say it started? January 24th. That sounds right. Hang on, let me find that. I swore it was February 11th. Yeah, fe- February 18th. My bad. And it's the but, uh, it's the event of beards. Hell yeah, yeah. that's... I mean, I'm, I'm still waiting on a Zarya beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of characters have beards this, uh, this time on their skins. Except Brigitte. She doesn't. They do have a new Brigitte skin. Oh, I haven't seen so. that yet. Yeah, it's actually looks pretty nice. I'm pretty sure they're all legendary, the ones that they've shown so far. That's kind of what they've been doing, is just dropping legendary scans as opposed to epics. Yeah. Even though, right. I mean... They they still can't beat that Reaper skin. Holy shit, it's so good. Oh, yeah, the Reaper skin is the best one that they put out. Like I, I got 3K in currency just waiting to pick that up. All right. You know, so... I'll, I'll be looking forward to that myself. But, yeah, like, I mean, people in, even in the forums complaining about, oh, Year of the Beards, and there's no female skins, and that's actually just not true, because I just said Brigitte has one, so yeah. to that. Brig- but, Brigitte has one in this event? Yeah, she does. I, I literally just I saw it <laughs> pop up on the Korean, uh, on the Korean uh, Overwatch Twitter. That's where I saw it. So Brick has one, Zen has one, but I I think the Zen one looks nice. But I'm not a fan of Zen skins that make his head look bigger, and this one does. Like no, I need Zen to be a, a small boy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> small boy hard to hit. Nothing that makes him look uh, any larger. Please, thank you very much. I'm, I'm not a. F- go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm going to commission somebody to draw like a absolutely fucking jacked Zenyatta and put on a t-shirt and give it to you for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the Reinhardt skin. Uh, like, it, I think it's, it's pretty okay. cool. It's, it's, it's okay, but I just, I don't know. He looks so different uh, with the whole facial expression and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, I like his original, uh, you know, Lunar Year skin better, to be honest. As do I, yeah. You know, I, I kind of yeah. like that they went a different direction with it a little bit, you know. It, it makes him feel more, I don't know if this is politically correct to say, oriental. Uh, it's not, how so. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it just gives him, gives him a better, a more Asian feel. That, that's what I'm looking for. You think that gives him a more Asian feel? The, the, like the whole beard and the way he looks and everything. It just, it. I don't know. I I like it. It reminds me of uh, my mom collects these uh, Santa Clauses, right? Uh, they're like yeah. porcelain Santa Claus things. They're like she has a billion of them, and she's got ones from each country. Like she's got a, an Ireland one, she's got one from China, she's got a Japanese one, like all kinds of different shit, like different portrayals of Santa Claus. And he looks like uh, a mix between the Russian and Chinese ones that she has. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Okay. I'm still not a fan. At this point, Kendra's mom I, is. <laughs> after what I saw on Twitch, my mom chat likes a few them bearded ago, boys. 
after I saw in Twitch chat a few minutes ago, now I want to see the uh, sweater guy with the butt cracks from Magic the Gathering as Reinhardt. <laughs> That's what I want now. Yeah, so, oh, okay. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I, I'm, the only one I'm really looking forward to is the Reaper one, the Reaper skin, and I did like the Brig skin. So my favorite one, period, is Zarya's from last year. That I thought that was a really good skin. But the thing, you know the, the why I like it the most is because, you know, the legendaries have the different weapons. And not all of the characters you get to see there, you see their weapons, but they're not as present, right? Like Briggs, she carries a staff. Reinhardt, he carries the hammer. You can kind of see it. But Zarya's gun is just out there the whole time. Like, you get to really see it. Just like when Soldier has a legendary weapon that's changed. You see it the whole time. Like, it's very present. I mean, other than that, like with the new Reinhardt skin, once you apply it and you're in a game, you're pretty, probably not going to really appreciate it all that much. It's just your enemies are going to see it more, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So was the last one with Zarya in the year of the whatever? I was it monkey last year or dog, whatever it was. That was, that was the year was, of the dog um, last year. Yeah. Was that the skin that had her with the gun with like the snake wrapped around it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's one of her cooler skins because that weapon. Especially if you uh, make it gold, holy shit, that thing looks cool, man. Yeah, I need to switch back yeah, to. Yeah, well, that's what I have. I have the gold. I have the golden Zarya right, exactly. gun, and it's also the belt on her that has the glowing and the giant so. ass fucking like WWE yeah. belt she's got going on. Yeah, it's pretty. Cool. I think Zarya's got one of the best golden guns in the game, just because you literally walk lo- look like you're walking around with a 1980s boombox, just playing yeah. gold. <laughs> exactly, like it's it's fucking massive. Just that's originally beats out. Originally, my strategy to get golden guns was simply to get the biggest weapons I could find and turn them gold. <laughs> that was, I think most people that did that. It. Whether I played with the characters or not, but it's whatever. But uh, yeah, Year of the Pig starts on the 24th. I would not expect any changes or anything new, like maybe competitive CTF they'll bring back. Maybe. I'm maybe sure they will because yeah. it was a big hit last time around, at least with streamers. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they'll bring competitive CTF back. I'm not really expecting a new map. If they have a new three v three CTF map, I'm gonna be like, I think you guys wasted your time. I, I was just about <laughs> to say the same thing because I saw people on Twitter saying they expect one, and I'm gonna be pretty annoyed if they do because I'd much rather a map that we can actually play all year round rather than one yes, for exactly. a yeah. that one actually gives a shit about. Exactly. The best thing about Lunar New Year is that the next event is archives. <laughs> <laughs> well put. <laughs> that is the best thing about Lunar New Year. One more event to go, guys, and then we can get some new content, hopefully. If archives does not have new content, I think we're going to have to have a pretty serious episode <laughs> Oh yeah. after that. So, uh, But that's, that's when we're expecting some new content. Um, other than that, and quick updates... Uh, we have found out that people are getting warnings for being avoided a lot. Like if you're being avoided like a lot, you will get a warning, which means Blizzard is tracking it. So I don't know if they're taking action from it, but they may just be trying to let you know, like, hey, people are avoiding you. There's two parts of that. One, that may set some people straight. Other people are like, ah, fuck those guys. Or some people may actually aim for it. So it could, you know, whenever you have something like that, some people aim for it. Like people who are trying to get zero SR before, you know, trying to get the the lowest possible SR they could. So 
hopefully it's not abused. I think Blizzard should be taking action. Like, dude, if you're if you're getting avoided in half your games, you know, maybe they should, you know, slow your queue time, give you a suspension. At least slow your queue time. Let's start with slow your queue time like they do with Smurfs now. You know, <laughs> that's why Death Kaplan isn't at 25. So <laughs> that's my fourth Smurf. <laughs> that's, a, that's my third Smurf, I should say, that I was leveling up. But if you're new to the show, uh, I, I stopped playing that account. I'm like, I really don't want to deal with these five minute queue times. But yeah, so the, there are warnings going out for being avoided. All right. So with that, let's move into our first topic, which is about free coaching. And that's kind of a lie because the topic's not about free coaching. It's specifically about this forum yeah. post with somebody complaining about free coaching. So I was a little, I was pretty ticked off when I read this originally, and I was going to flame this guy. But I'm like, you know what? I've calmed down a little bit. I'm not going to flame him. I'm going to read the post, and then we're going to talk about it. <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about why you shouldn't be doing this. But he says, has anyone had any experience with these Discord channels? Actually, the name of the post is free. Overwatch coaching discords are terrible. Wawa's Bootcamp, Fire, Overwatch, etc. Has anyone had any experience with these Discord channels? They advertise themselves as being free coaching discords with coaches that will coach you for free. Check out this advertisement for Wawa's Bootcamp. I think it was that's an old advertisement they had up there, but whatever. Advertisement still. The video states, our coaches are all volunteers with tons of great advice standing by to help you get better and of course it's not true the great coaches don't care about you they are definitely they definitely aren't standing by <laughs> you are just another random dude sending messages messages trying to get coaching i'm a i'm a member of all the free coaching discords i could find on the web i've spent hours messaging hundreds of coaches trying to get coaching for five to eight months now at this point 70 percent don't reply 25 percent reply and say i'll help but i'm busy right now we can do a VOD review tomorrow or next week. Then tomorrow never comes. They leave you hanging for months and months, continually putting it off, and it never happens. 5%, like one or two guys out of 100, you can actually get one VOD review out of them. Then after, they simply stop talking to you forever. Talking to the coaches and the discords, I've never seen a busier group of people in my life. You think they were talk- you were talking to the President of the United States. They are busy 24 hours a day for months playing Path of Exile, drinking Sprite, eating Cheetos, and you are just another random dude in the Discord. Their words mean nothing to them. They break promises, lie to you, and throw away, throw you away like you're nobody. They're, they are the ficklest people on the planet Earth. You get what you pay for, I guess. Are we talking about coaches or are we talking about my ex-wife? Because I'm confused. <laughs> so, the guy so, who, so the guy who wrote this, show me on the Funko where Wawa touched you. <laughs> I mean, holy shit, dude. Oh, man. You know, where do you begin to dissect this right now? So, like, first of all, people talk about entitlement. And you could definitely throw that word around in this conversation. Um, the problem here is like, yeah, I get that you know, they put an advertisement up saying that their coaches are there to help you and they're free coaches and stuff like that. But th- I think the first thing I remember is like, these are volunteers, okay? These are volunteers. They're not being paid. This is not their job. It is not their duty to help you. You know, it is not their duty to do anything. They're just kind of, they're just saying that, okay, you know, I'll help out if I can. Um, 
for every coach, how like for how many people like him does he think there is, right? Like, how, how many people are reaching out to these coaches for free coaching? Because nobody wants to really pay for coaching unless they, uh, you know, they think they have a chance like the Overwatch League or something like that, you know, or maybe even contenders or one of the lesser leagues are getting picked up by a team. But it's like, like, what do you think is happening? Like, these people are like you or maybe even busier than you are. They have school, they have work, they have families. You know, and then their extra free time, that's when they're, you know, helping the coach people. He complained about only getting one VOD review out of people. Like, well, how many VOD reviews do you think people are asking them to do? You know, I mean, we have plenty of people from our Discord that uh, have gotten coaching from Wawa. You know, they've gotten VOD reviews done from Wawa's boot camp before. And I really haven't heard them complain about the coaches not being responsive to them and stuff like that. But then again, they weren't really expecting to do VOD review after VOD review after VOD review. I don't think that system was intended to work like that. Like, right? Like, you hook up with a coach, he looks at your VOD review. You play for another week, he looks at another VOD review. I don't think it works like that, dude. Like, I, I don't, I'm not sure if. In the advertisements, they were kind of given the idea that there was. I mean, the Wawa's one, in my opinion, did not give that idea, right? Right. I mean, first of all, it's free. Second of all, learn how to make friends, dude. Like, seriously. (laughs) You can go on any Overwatch Discord anywhere and find several Grandmaster or at least Master level players that are higher SR than you, even if they're just the next tier up, like from from Platinum to Diamond or Gold to Diamond or something like that. And you can hook up with those guys, play some QP games with them or something like that, and just make friends with them. They'll give you free advice. I do it all the time (laughs) playing with the higher level players in the the podcasters Discord and people in the community. Uh, I get free advice just by existing that way. And not to mention, there are so many free resources for you to use. I mean, there's a billion and one podcasts. There's even more YouTube videos. Use Google, dude. Like, if you can't find a coach, find a video. Yeah, your your improvement is up to you, right? Just because you can't just expect to hand to the coach like, hey, here's my VOD. Tell me what everything I'm doing wrong. Because odds are, especially if it's your first VOD, like, you and if you're like if you're not in like I would say diamond maybe platinum you're probably missing the basics they're gonna have to go over <laughs> you know actually shit man there's people in platinum and diamond who are still missing basics yeah right you know maybe their mechanical skill got them up there maybe they, they got carried but there's tons of people in those ranks that are still missing basics and that's probably the the stuff that they are gonna go over with you on your first vod review. I mean, if you really, really want coaching, you probably need to pony up for it. But don't shit on volunteers or people who are trying to help out, uh, you know, just trying to help out the community and help out other players by helping them to, you know, see their mistakes. Like, it's not really supposed to be like, you know, I just think he got the wrong idea. You know what I'm saying? I'm also pretty sure on Wawa's that there is kind of like in the general section of disclaimer that says, like these guys are doing this for free. They have jobs. They're in school. Yada yada yada. If they can't get to you, then that's got to be okay. Yeah. I mean, like I just don't understand what he expects out of people who, like you said, are 
volunteering their free time just for the goodness out of their heart to help you suck a little less. Right. I mean, and even then, if you get coached, it doesn't mean you're going to be better immediately. You have to put in the actual work and focus and energy to one, be humble enough to understand what they're saying when they're critiquing you and two, focus enough to work on it. Right. Um, and a lot of those things can be done by literally just taking the, your own energy and recording your gameplay and watching it back yourself. Right. Because a lot of these basics that we're talking about, you don't need a coach to tell you that you were out of position or that you dropped your shield when you had 50 health to fire strike. Um, like you can watch your own gameplay and catch a lot of this stuff. You don't need someone who's donating their time to tell you that kind of shit. Right. And um, if, if you're that pissed off and that hardcore focused on getting coaching on getting in better improving at this game, then you probably have $5 to go, go to Fiverr. There's coaches all over the place. That'll give you an hour or two coaching for five bucks or go to a Patreon. There are literally hundreds of Patreons that you can join at a fairly decent low tier, like five or 10 bucks and get VOD reviews for being at that level uh, in their Patreon or Shit, I don't know. Donate to content creators that create content that help you improve your game, even if they don't coach you, like uh, preparing to attack. <laughs> 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 and support them to keep them making new content to help you improve your game. I mean, there's so much you can do with a minimal amount of money. Uh, all this time that you spent searching and messaging people and shit like that, how much is your time really worth? If you want guaranteed coaching and you want to help somebody out while you do it, you want people to continue doing this, then pony up just a few bucks. It's really not that hard. It's not expensive. Right. And then the comment about there, busy 24 hours a day for months playing Path of Exile, drinking Sprite and eating Cheetos. Well, you know what? That's what if that's what they want to do. Fuck it. I mean, that's what they want to do. They want to play Path of Exile while drinking Sprite and playing Cheetos. I mean, it doesn't fit my macros. That's why I don't do it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like it is like he says, I guess you get, Oh, you pay, uh, you get what you pay for. Like, yeah, you do get what you pay for. These people bitch, you are, didn't pay uh, anything. Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 a soldier's country, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is like, you know, uh, these people are volunteers and I don't think it's cool to go into the forums and kind of shit on them just because they're not helping you out as much as you want them to help you out. Yeah. You know, even if, if every, even if every coach responded to you, if you expect to get more than one VOD review out of it, I think <laughs> you're asking for a lot out of a free coach. Yeah. So I've done uh, a coaching VOD session in Wawa's bootcamp. Um, I had nothing but like the best kind of experience. Um, yeah, the first three coaches I reached out to happened to be too busy to do anything. Um, no big deal. Moved on to the next one because it's their own free time they're giving up. And I had an awesome coaching session um, with Lee Bomb uh, doing Ryan and Winston gameplay. And it was informative. It was awesome to do. We had a lot of laughs. Um, I mean, I, I didn't pay anything and I got a lot out of it for paying nothing. Um, and I was incredibly appreciative to him. Uh, you get it. You get out of things like that what you're going to put into it. And if all you're concerned about is what you're going to get out of it, even though you're putting nothing in, I mean, that's what you're going to get out of someone like that. Right. 
and talking about like the Fiverr reviews and things like I just recently watched a video where uh, this Grandmaster Whittabaker main uh, what his the plan was to purchase uh, some coaching on Fiverr from a, a, a GM coach and then act like he is a bronze Widowmaker uh, on an alt account. And, you know, he starts off the video like kind of sucking and then gradually improves his gameplay and then starts really showing off to the coach or whatever. And uh, like by the end of the video, like the coach actually points out a couple of things or like, oh, you could actually improve this here. And the, and the guy doing the video is like, you're actually a really good coach for five bucks. A, <laughs> a GM getting good advice from another GM for five bucks. I mean, you can't you can't beat that. Absolutely. So, yeah, like I think uh, you really need to take your destiny into your own hands. Like, you know what else yeah. can I say? You know, I mean, not to mention when coaches put would do VOD reviews, especially Wawa's, they usually leave them up for other people to see. Uh, I know as a fact that Wawa's has like a document that I think they have someplace in their Discord. Or maybe they just have a document internally that they automatically paste when people ask certain questions because a lot of people who come in have the same exact problems, you know. And I think if you watch other people's VOD reviews, it'll reveal about a lot about yourself, you know. So, yeah, like, I guess the moral story is don't complain about free coaching. If you want coaching that bad, pay for it. If not, you know, be thankful for what you get from them. Don't flame these community members for giving up their free time to help other community members. You know, that's it. It's not like, you know, he reached out to people, they were being dicks to him, right? They're just like, I don't have the time, dude. You know. That's almost like flaming people on a podcast who are just podcasting for, uh, you know, mo- no money and just have opinions, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so. very dude of you. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, let's move on to our next topic, which is talking about a tournament mode, which this is not something that they're definitely putting in Overwatch, but I thought it was an interesting concept, which may add some fun to the game and it may bring an influx of players. So I'll just kind of go through the post here. There's uh, tactics from, uh, I guess I, was, I, was, I sound really old saying that's tactics. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, in the forums, he made a post about. It. He says anyone who's played Trials of Osiris on Destiny will be more familiar with this idea. It says weekend tournament starts every Friday at 6 p.m. GMT, whatever, and ends every Sunday night at midnight. Tournament entry is 10 CP plus a specified amount of competitive wins. Have you have you have to try to win nine games in a row? So if if you ever play Trials of Cyrus, actually, dude, you would probably be really good at explaining what Trials of Cyrus and Destiny is. So Trials of Cyrus, and I'll refer to the Destiny one version because the Destiny two version just sucked. So we cannot talk uh. about that. Um, it was basically a weekend tournament. Every weekend, it started on Friday at one p.m. Eastern, ran all the way until weekly set at the end, reset at the end of Monday, and you would get a card from a vendor where you would have to win uh, nine games in a row to reach the lighthouse, which was a destination in the game where you could only get there by winning all nine games in a row. Um, they had little kind of like boons and stuff that you could buy to bypass certain things. And if you bought all of them, you could basically win seven games with losing one and still reach flawless victory at the lighthouse, which had end game rewards um, with armor and different guns. Uh, you could only get them by doing 
by going flawless. And it literally saved uh, Destiny 1 from going to complete shit during a very long content drought. Um, in my opinion, one of the best competitive PvP game modes I've ever played. Um, just by the way it was structured by that tournament setting. It kind of broke the mold for putting mini tournaments into a game and made it very accessible. Um, and what this is talking about is pretty much right up that alley. It's a really cool idea. Um, if you want to go back into the rest of that, Ja. Yeah. So, like I said, you have to win nine games in a row. The rewards are, if you win, if you get three wins, you get a standard loot box. If you get six wins, you get a loot box with guaranteed purple gold. And nine wins, you get uh, two loot boxes, both guaranteed a gold, plus 100 CP points, a unique emblem to show you've reached nine wins, plus a unique skin. Um, and the, the, in, in this idea, the, the emblem is different every week and unique, uh, which may cause a problem. They are saying, like I said, it's just an idea. Mm. And so... The uh, entry fee examples, uh, you know, season 15, weekend one of the, oh, he calls it the Heroes Never Die tournament mode. So here we can want to turn oh, tournament mode. Entry fee is 10 CP, and you have needed across the week to win 10 competitive games. If you didn't win 10 competitive games, you wouldn't be able to enter into the tournament. Uh, second weekend, uh, you know, 10 CP and minimum is, uh, you know, winning 20 competitive games and so on. In the third weekend, it will be 10 CP. And the minimum is, uh, you know, 30 wins, right? It says, uh, basically, each weekend of each season, the number of competitive wins required to enter goes up by week 10, by 10 each week, and then resets back to 10 at the start of the next season. This is to give people a reason to play competitive throughout the week and an incentive to try to win more throughout the week to be able to play a tournament mode. I'm going to come back and revisit this. Uh, after we go through it, there's various rules. You can enter a tournament as many times as you want, as long as you have the minimum amount of win required events for that weekend uh, and the 10 CP to enter. But everybody's going to have 10 CP. You get fucking 10 CP from winning one game, right? Uh, once you play your first game, you must use the same six stack through your journey and journey to nine wins you can only change a six stack up if you want to start again from zero wins matchmaking is based off of group sr there is no sr range limit for groups five bronze players who group with one grandmaster each week in the tournament could feature different rule sets for in his for example um weekend one both teams can only choose two 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 weekend two payload maps only weekend three only one tank allowed per team weekend four tracer orissa mercy is locked out banned Weekend 5, Control plus Hybrid maps only. Items can be added to, to standard loot boxes specifically for this tournament mode, i.e. one free entry token, uh, you know, no CP required. Free loss token, you apply this before searching for your game for the first uh, for the first game, and it will grant you one free loss. You can also win five in a row, lose your six, but not have to restart from zero. You can carry it on from your fifth win. What does everybody think? Would you like this type of tournament mode? So, um, I like this, generally speaking, right? Um, for the for the most part, what I would change, and I'm gonna give you guys a chance to talk and tell what you would change about this, is that I, I don't know, I don't know if I'd keep the com the competitive the minimum wins. I think it's kind of a good idea, but it would 
add a bit more stress to the competitive mode. There's already tons of stress and competitive mode yeah. <laughs> as it is, but we are talking about for an even more competitive mode. So that kind of is moot. So I might leave that alone, but I would definitely increase the amount of CP you needed to join the tournament. Right. Right now there's only one use for CP and that's golden guns, which are pointless. Right. Um, it would give a, it would actually make CP valuable if you wanted to compete in these tournaments on the weekend, right? I think that'd be good. So it's like, you know, 100 CP. That's 10 wins in a week. You know, it's not like you lose CP either, right? Yeah. You know? So I think like 100 CP. And right now it seems like this tournament mode is set for a solo queue. I would make it mandatory six. Has Mandatory. to be six. Yeah. Has to be six, and maybe there could be a pool system. Like you know, not every player needs to have 100 CP. Maybe you know, as a group, you have to put in, you know, 500, 600 CP. That's just a number I'm throwing out, and different people can put a different amount of CP in because a lot of people don't care about golden guns. But it would make sure that you're not just going in the fuck around, right? Like you're not just going to go in and you know, give people free wins or just to see what it's like. Like you're actually going to put a team together, maybe have a plan going into it and then, you know, work it out. But I think it should be a mandatory six stack. You cannot go in unless you have six people in your group. I think that would be a very important uh, well, aspect. To reference trials of Osiris, there was no matchmaking in this. You had to have a full three man team. And that was that there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. Um, so I think doing a mandatory six stack is the way to go. Um, also one of the big premises behind the trials of Cyrus that I didn't even bring up is that the more wins you get in a row, you're going to get matched against a team with a similar amount of wins. So when you're on game eight or nine, you're going against another team who's on an eight or nine game win streak, which just raises the stakes that much more and really provides that tournament setting. Like when you're going for game nine, you're going to be sweating bullets by the end of it. Um, one of the tweaks I think that would be really cool to this, and again, it's borrowing off of what Destiny did, is each weekend, the whole weekend, it's it's one map specific. Um, so when, at first when you hear that, you're like, ah, I'd really get bored of playing the same map over and over again. You say that until you realize how really fine-tuned you can get with a meta or a comp or game plan or a battle attack comprised with playing the same map over and over again, you really don't understand how much you can learn about a map until you play the same map 40 games in a row um, and then really understand it. I think that by itself uh, is the unmeasurable uh, growth that we would see in the community by just learning maps with that structure in mind would be amazing for the game overall. Yeah. What do you think about making the maps the same as the Overwatch League maps for that week. That, I love that. That would idea. actually be great. That's actually great. Yeah, same maps as the Overwatch League for that week. That would actually, that would even make me watch it a little bit more. Uh, like, let me see what these motherfuckers are doing. So I can that's, do that. That's right? a really good idea, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, uh, they usually have a map pool of four, I think. Mm, yep. Um, and then you can say, you can even lay it out, be like, you know, Game one is this map. Game two is this map. Game three is this map. You basically, 
when you have like you don't want to make it random you want to take when you have like competitive like this right you want to take as much cheese and randomness yep. out of the game and so you want people to know here are the maps for the week this these are the order that you're going to play them in all right so you and your team can get ready because when when destiny they they messed around every now and then with uh this week it's going to be every map in the game available and there's like 17 maps and right. people would lose it they'd be like no i don't like this because we get to game nine and then we're on a completely unbalanced map all of a sudden where if you end up with this spawn you're at a severe disadvantage you know so you really have to f- focus on the competitive aspect of what this kind of gameplay brings to the table and you'd have to limit at least like you said limit it to maybe two maps at the most or even you could do one weekend where it's king of the hill only on one of two maps or it's escort only or it's two cp only each weekend that way you don't really throw a wrench into you're on game nine. Oh shit it's horizon lunar colony and i hate two cb and we're not built for that you know um now, one thing I would probably change myself, knowing how the Blizzard team is and how they're like fun first kind of thing, you get the game nine and lose, you're going to be fucking triggered at this game for months to come. Uh, <laughs> so I would I would say rather than being completely out of it, if you lose like on game nine or something like you go back three losses. So like you got to win three more again. You got to win three more points back. So rather than like I don't like that. I don't know. I mean, you still like say you That's get three games in. That's a super way of thinking about it. I will tell it you is, that much. No, it is. <laughs> um, because I play, so I played probably just in Destiny One, close to a thousand hours of trials. Um, it's probably my favorite game mode of any game, like I said. And it was the the sole will to want to get to the lighthouse on a weekly basis. And losing on game nine means I'm not fucking sleeping this weekend until I get this shit done. Because the way they did it, the reward system here is a little different. Um, They had a rotating, basically uh, a rotation of different weapons that you could earn based on the week. So one week it would be one gun. And if you didn't go flawless that weekend, you weren't getting that gun until maybe it came back around in four weeks. Yeah. So it really ups the ante. Now there's not really that kind of motivation in Overwatch. Because it's not a looter shooter, um, so there's no real incentivized loot system. Uh, I feel like this whole thing, like I said, it would just be bragging rights. Um, so I do like the idea of an emblem because that's really the only thing you can put in the game that well, would make you, it worth wanting to go flawless on a weekly basis. You can give it a, a week. Uh, you could do that, but you can also make it so that that whole next week you have a buff that gives you more XP. Like a big buff, right? Gives you more XP and more CP per game you win. Like, yeah. you know, just period. I like that. You know, yeah. you get double, double, triple the CP, double, triple the XP as a buff. And I don't want to hear any shit about, you know, well, that that's a little unbalanced because it's unfair because other people won't have. Well, fuck them. They didn't get nine wins. <laughs> you know, Something like else that. you could also do in mind with that is if you go flawless, then you can choose any skin in the game or any cosmetic in the game that you can just unlock immediately like you get a token for going flawless so it doesn't matter if it was event event specific three years ago you have a token you can unlock that skin if you want it you know so if you missed out on a skin because you weren't playing the game two years ago 
You can yeah. go flawless, and here's your free unlock. You know, there's, there's tons of stuff they can do to make yeah. it worth it. But the thing is, the people who would play it most are people who won't necessarily care about that. You know, right. it'll be and a it'll be thing. a really it'll be a really nice perk. Not to mention, you get you know, if you go flawless that week, you get a special level for the week, or maybe during the season. Like if you go flawless at any point during the season, right? You get an emblem for that season. You know. Right. That you, you get to keep that. That's you. You can have it. But like on a weekly basis, like, you know, you'll get like a buff for XP or CP, or like you said, you get a token. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. But I think this would it would definitely make the game really interesting. But like like I said, you kinda you have to remove the cheese out of this, right? Right. Like, you know, for example, dude, you love Trials of Osiris, but you know why I hated it? Because Destiny does not have footsteps. And in my no, opinion, I, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, in my opinion, any competitive shooter, you need to have footsteps. It does. Um, yeah. And <clears throat> obviously, Destiny and Overwatch are completely different games. Yeah. Trials of Osiris was amazing for what it was because it was 3v3 elimination. That game mode makes it sweaty as shit just by design. <laughs> so when you're. And, it, and, and so, by the way, it was best of nine rounds in 3v3. That may be incorrect, but I think it's best of nine um, 3v3 elimination with the revives available throughout the game. So if you're on round nine and you're down to 1v3 and you pull off some crazy hero shit and you clutch it, you're screaming at the top of your leg. You're throwing your headphones in the air because yeah. you just clutched it for your team to go flawless. That kind of thing doesn't happen in Overwatch. Because it's not designed for you to be able to pull off 1v3s. Um, so while I still think it'd be amazing, it wouldn't be as impactful in making those hero moments as an arena shooter like Destiny is. But they're like just the, completely different sandboxes, you know? Oh, absolutely. But it's a, it's a team-based game. You should be celebrating with your team your accomplishments. Exactly, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there's, there's huge clutch moments and, you know, big dick moments in Overwatch where you get pumped up for your team making big plays. Um, they're just a little different than in a game designed like destiny. Yeah. Right. I, I love this idea though. I, I definitely think that they need, they, they need a bigger dev team is what they need, but uh, they would probably need to put a couple of people on exclusive content for that. At least some kind of sprays on things like that. But uh, I got, I, I just got the thinking, you know, uh, randomly about uh, need for speed underground, one of my favorite games ever. Uh, and what if they were to put in just, like one of the rewards, you get a free weapon hue change. So like just have a hue slider for a color on one weapon for one character from yellow gold to black to red to blue, green, whatever. And you get one free customization if you go flawless uh, on one weapon. for a character. People would eat that shit up. And then later mm -hmm. on, you could put in like skins for the weapons that are so simple to make. Like a camo skin for a weapon it would be fucking like a, a giant camouflage Reinhardt hammer. Are you kidding me? That would be amazing and so easy right. to do. Well, then that's kind of broken because then you can't see it, right? <laughs> um, I don't know how that works if you can't see a giant hammer swinging. You know, what I mean. <laughs> you know yeah, simple shit like that, like simple cosmetics are, are the way to go. It, it's it's kind of what saved CSGO and uh, whatever the other game was that everybody played that like have skins that cost like 300 bucks. Uh, 
you know, the the one, whatever game it was that had all the fucking knives with the fancy camos that people sell on Steam and shit. I thought that was CSGO. Is yeah, that it was CSGO? CSGO. Yes. I never, I never <laughs> fucking played CSGO, so I don't know. That, that is CSGO. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People eat that shit up, and it's the simplest shit for them to do. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I, I like, from week to week, the only thing I would change would be the maps. But other than that, I would kind of keep it like, you know, keep it regulation, keep it to the the rules that people are used to. And that way, you know, teams can uh, actually practice and yeah. get good and stuff like that. I mean, even if they didn't do this for regular comp, imagine if they did it like for 3v3 elimination, right? That I was just going to say the same thing. It doesn't have to be 6v6 comp. You could do 3v3 elim with like DPS only heroes. And that would be really cool. Yeah. Um. Just every now and then, um. They could do a lot with this. I don't know if I like the whole restricting teams into only choosing two two twos or locking certain heroes out on certain weekends. I don't like right. that as much, but I do like the idea of making like little different game modes per weekend per map. Because like, if you did a three v three DPS only heroes on like Black Forest for the full weekend, that'd be fucking sweet. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. You'd see a lot of really interesting comps, and then people would see what's effective. They'd start using that, you know? Right. You just got to make it worth it, though. Like, one of the reasons I, when we have these off seasons, like 3v3 competitive season for like CTF or the 3v3 elimination season, the reason I don't get too big into it is because once it's gone, it's gone and it doesn't mean anything. But if I played through something like this and I got flawless, I made it through the nine wins and now I'm able to get it. I'm able to pick or any skin I want to, or I have that buff or I have that special emblem or I have, um, you know, like, a, like my, uh, my, uh, portrait is different. That's what I'm going to say before, like a special portrait, something like that, you know, that's, that would make it more worth it, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do like this idea. I think the Overwatch team would have to step away from their normal philosophy, though. Like they have to think competition first, not fun first. Yeah. Because you this know? kind of game mode is not built for fun. It's no. built for hating your teammates when they do stupid shit, <laughs> and you know, trying to overcome failures and be better than the other team. It's fun is done by winning. Yes, in this mindset, <laughs> you know, that's that's what competitive to me is. They were like, oh, good game. That was fun. No, it wasn't. We lost. What was fun yeah. about that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But I do like this, uh, this idea from Tactics. Great job. Hopefully you listened to the show. It was a good idea. Watchpoint Radio approved. So, but um, let's go ahead. We're going to move into our community questions, which I'm actually, I'm glad Aloof is in the chat because I uh, I knew we had a community question. I couldn't remember where it was from. And then he was like, hey, I sent a community question. So this is a surprise to both Kinder and the dude. You're going to get uh, fresh lovely. responses here, Aloof. So, <laughs> Uh-oh. Fresh. Yeah, so I fresh hope Aloof's still in the chat. I know he's going off his uh, data, but I, I haven't seen him in a while. Oof. Yeah. So he's uh, here we go. He says, hey, Ja. I have a community question. How do you choose your main? I've played mainly tanks and support since season four. Climbed from bronze to almost plat. Australian servers have pretty low population. Australia's population is around 25 million, so how many play OW? But there's no but no more excuses. I have flexed so much in the past, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what should I should play anymore. Play what I enjoy playing, what I'm good at, 
probably what I have the most hours on. Guys choose what to main. Does that be that right? Play what I have the most hours on. Guys, she's with the man. Okay. Yeah, that's what he said. Okay. Um, also, I have a 144 monitor, and the difference is massive. If you're a DPS player, you are definitely at a disadvantage. I now hit shots on Widow and Hanzo that I never hit before. I feel my aim is instantly better. I highly recommend for anyone to get a 144 plus monitor. So glad the 144 hertz monitor is working out for you. Like I said, when I got my when I started using 144 hertz monitor, my Anna healing went up by like 2k in a week. So <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, I guess the, the question is, how do you choose your main? Who wants to go first? Uh I'll go first on that one. Uh so I I would say the best way to choose your main is, you know, you flexed around a lot, you played a lot of characters. Pick the one that you personally have the most fun playing, or at least in the role you have the most fun playing, rather. That would be the better advice, I, I think. You know, if it's like hit scan, DPS, or something like that. And hardcore main in those in those few heroes, get really good at them, improve your skill at those characters until you're at a level where you're improving, uh improving your SR. I would say improving your uh, improving your hero skill individually is more valuable to you right now than improving your SR because you know your SR you're gonna raise and fall and at any given time you could go from almost diamond down to low gold. Ask me how I know. <laughs> uh, and I've kind of found a pool of heroes now that I really enjoy playing as opposed to trying to flex and learn every fucking role and just queuing you know catering to my team all the time. Uh, so I would say that would be the best way to go and, you know, kind of have a couple in your back pocket that you're decent enough with in case you can't get your hero. But yeah, definitely main the one that you have the most fun with and improve on those. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, if you play what you enjoy, um, you're probably going to be better at it, to be honest, because you're going to stick around and play a little bit longer. So inherently, the more time you spend on a hero, the better you're going to get, ideally. Um, if not, you're probably doing something wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're having fun with it, you're going to get better at it. Like Kinder said, unless you're trying to like go pro, your SR literally means nothing. Um, it's just a measuring stick to see how much you can improve. But even then it's not really that because it's how much you can improve based on what your teammates are doing. Um, so SR is just kind of a non-factor in my opinion. Um, but if you're having fun and improving, you know, find a role that you enjoy playing and you're good with and learn two or three heroes within that role. Um, I don't think flexing across the whole spectrum is a very viable strategy to improve your gameplay. Um, you know, focus on learning that role and really zeroing in on what it takes to be effective at that role with those two to three characters. Yeah, I'm just going to echo. Yeah, because I think yeah. this is a topic that we've we've talked about quite a bit, actually. And my advice is to always main. You don't main a character; you main a role, right? Because even when, like when you're playing most of your games, you're not going to be switching from role to role. If you start off as Reinhardt, but you see the situation needs a Winston, you'll switch from Reinhardt to Winston. You wouldn't expect somebody else, or hopefully somebody else wouldn't just switch to Winston and force you into like a support or a DPS or something like that. You know. Um. I talked to 
a couple of weeks ago, I talked to Death Blow. We were we were in a in a Discord. Death, Death Blow from um a High Noon podcast, and I think we talked about um. You know, I, I said it's difficult for me to whenever I I switch to a DPS character, right? I can't just switch in usually. Usually, I have to kind of play that character for a little bit to get into my groove because I forget things or I don't do things like my my positioning is wrong, right? Right. So if I'm playing Anna for a week and then I switch to a DPS. My the, my head for positioning is different than it than it should be, right? And he agreed. He's like he you know he has to warm up before he just hops into a DPS role if he wants to be effective as like like a DPS, you know, depending on like if he's playing tank or if he's playing heal or if he's playing something else. So it's kind of hard, even if you know how to play certain characters, to just hop from role to role to role to role and be as effective as you need to be, especially when other people are matching your skill or they're sticking to like, you know, the enemy team, they're sticking to the roles they play best though. You know, if you're playing great as a tank and they're a tank, you know, you might be better suited than if they're playing a great tank and you're only an okay DPS, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so yeah, you're most for the most part, you're going to stick inside your role when you're switching in your games. At least you should, you should try to, um, so I would start there. I find what role you like playing the best. And that may change from time to time, right? So for a long time, I was playing tank, main tank, and then off tank because that's the role I like the best. And right now, the most fun I have is in healing, right? And I started that with Zenyatta, and I was like, well, I need to pick up a main heal as well. Mercy wasn't fun for me. So I started playing Anna to get better with her. And boom, I have, I have a blast with Anna, and I have a blast with Zenyatta. I can play Moira as well. Um, and that's with me, you know, just practicing inside of the role. So I would say start with the role that you you have the most fun with, and then pick the character you have the most fun with. And instead of giving up on that character, if you're not good with them, or staying stale, try to find out why you're not great with that character if you're not great with that character already. And just work on that. You know, and then if you want to, if you want to increase your chances or increase the hero pool that you're knowledgeable with, then you start practicing with other characters. Not, not, not everybody has multiple counselors, so I can understand the hesitation there. Like if you, let's say you picked up Zarya, she's a good character to pick up, and you jump 500 SR with Zarya, you know, you might not want to, you might be hesitant to switch over to D.Va. Because your diva is not going to be that as good as your Zarya, and you might lose SR. Um, it really depends how much you care about your SR, right? I think if you do switch characters like that, while well, you know at a certain rank, like you know, if you switch to a new character you're not too familiar with, you'll you're gonna drop some SR, uh, but I don't think you'll drop all the way back to where you were before, right? I think it's way more valuable for you to pick up you know, those characters and learn how to play them, then worry about your SR, you know? So in terms of, you know, how do you pick a main? I think you should, like I said, pick a role first and then find out which characters you want to play in that role. And it really does come down to what you want to play. Right. Cause for example, imagine, well, actually I shouldn't say imagine cause for a while mercy was a really good healer to pick. For a long time, you needed to have your Mercy in the game, right? I never wanted to play Mercy because Mercy's boring to me. That's just personally, Mercy is a boring character to play for me. So 
what am I gonna force myself to play Mercy even though I don't want to just to get SR? Something that inherently doesn't matter? No. You know? Play what you want, but get better at it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um and you know, we don't necessarily encourage one tricking. That's why we say, you know, get familiar with a few characters in your role. I mean DPS is a little different too, right? Uh because with with when it comes to tanks, you have your main tanks and your off tanks. And when it comes to heals, you have your main heals and your off heals. But with DPS, you don't have DPS and off DPS. You have projectile DPS. You have uh, hit scan DPS. You know, you have kind of some DPS that are kind of in between, right? So it's a little, it's a little different there. So too long didn't read. Go with what <laughs> you enjoy playing. <laughs> you know, I can always stretch these things out, right? That's that's my special ability. That's my cue. That's what she said. <laughs> that's your quirk. Yeah. If you're uh, an anime character. No, my cue. That's my <laughs> ultimate. That's why I hate Q. You guys missed the I joke. It's an Overwatch joke. It's an Overwatch joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but with that, we're going to go ahead and start closing up. Hopefully that answer was satisfactory. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're going to start closing up. Like I said, uh, we did start recording the community episodes. We have more um, community episodes to record before we release the next episode, but hopefully within the next week or so, we'll have that ready to go. Rank rolls and Discord still there, and I keep saying I'm at a diamond one. I'm going to try to get that done this week. Somebody remind me if I don't do it. <laughs> so now I'm expecting tons of pings on Discord. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the instructions are on the PCLFG channel. And uh, the only thing you need for me to join one of those, I just have to add you as a community member. So if your name is white in Discord, you're not a community member. Your name needs to be at least green. Okay, at least green. So if you are not, if you don't have the community member role, just shoot me a message or say something in Discord and we will get you added. Okay, most people we add automatically because like we see you posting in the Overwatch uh, channels and we just add you to the problem group. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I think I think more people have been getting games. A lot of the I think the more so the gold and silver players. So we're still looking for lower rank players. Like if you are like bronze or you know something like that. Uh, if you are in bronze and you're looking to group up with people, or if you're willing to help bronze and you have an account in that range, please you know join those groups. All right. Uh, Xbox, we hit we do have game nights or community events. The Xbox game night should be coming up next Friday, the first. All right, and we will let you know. If uh, if that changes, and this past weekend, I think they just had a game night for PS4 or Scrim night. I have not heard from Death Squad, so I'm not exactly sure how it went. Uh, so we'll find out, and I'll update you guys on the next show. All right. And um, always like to talk about prepare to attack. We talked about several times this episode. <laughs> Don't blame the coaches. Blame yourself. Listen to prepare to attack. <laughs> no, um, it's a good it's a good show to listen to if you are looking to increase your knowledge of characters that you play, or even characters you're looking to get into, or you just want to know more more about other characters. That actually helps you a lot, like to learn their strengths and weaknesses. So prepare to attack. Check it out on your favorite podcast platform of choice. We do try to live stream every Tuesday around 9 p.m. Did not happen this week. Blame fucking Discord for some weird shit. Because, uh, it, yeah, there was some weird shit going on in Discord, uh, and we couldn't get our cameras up. So, uh, now, that's why we started so late this week. 
We want to hear about your Overwatch stories, so we're going to get into our contact info a little bit later. And we do have a PS4 community and an Xbox One club. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. You can join those if you're on console. And like I said, we do have a Discord community, which is discord.me slash smash those buttons. And I always like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch, which is a Facebook group that uh, has lots of great people to group up with. Or if you're just looking to keep up with Overwatch news or, you know, Overwatch memes, tons of that in there. All right. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, you guys want to give out your social media info? You can find me on Twitter at Nerf Kinder, please. That's PLS. You can find me on YouTube by the same name. Uh, currently in the process of RMAing a GPU. So no new videos until that's back. I can't even run my software without it. Uh, with this one I have in my current PC. But hopefully we'll get some new content out shortly with that. And you can find me on Twitter at the dude abides underscore B. Um, you can actually catch me the next couple of nights casting games on the watchers uh, tournament. I'll be casting tomorrow and Thursday night um, and Saturday. So if you want to hear some amateur hour casting, come join in on the fun. The only, <laughs> and, uh, the only night you're not casting is going to be our game. Feels bad, man. I, I'm kind of upset about that because uh, <laughs> I really wish I was because I have a burning desire to just flame blazing Bob right now. Um, that'd be a perfect opportunity to do it (laughs) but it's okay i hope you guys crush it so that you know maybe i can in the future cast a game if you guys keep playing it's gonna be a tough game it's definitely gonna be our toughest game of the tournament so if you guys aren't tuning into the watchers tournament you really should be it's it's there's basically a game every single night the games are pretty awesome the casting is amazing and it's if you're going to complain about people doing things for free, that's where you're going to find it. Because <laughs> no one is getting paid to do this shit. It's all for fun and just having a good time. And so definitely done a, tune in. Refuse done a great job running that tournament. He, he really, really is. is. I mean, the camera work is awesome. The the All the casters that have done it have done a really good job. All the games are really good. The teams are showing out. Um, so I'm excited to dip my feet in tomorrow night and get to it. Yeah. The tournament itself is actually way more fun than playing on ladder like not even close you want to give your social info twitter uh kinder i already did oh, you already did? did man yeah oh, my bad i'm late and ja has downgraded back to 65 <laughs> <laughs> percent uh well you can find me on twitter at church of ja and then when i do stream which i haven't really been streaming much uh recently uh, you can find me here on twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And we encourage you guys to reach out to us with your comments and questions. So you can email us at wprmashesbuttons.com or you can send us a message on Discord or shoot us a message on Twitter. Those are usually the best places to handle us. Uh, not handle us, sorry, uh, communicate Ooh, with you us. You can handle me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I got a notification on Facebook the other day saying, hey, you guys haven't used we you haven't posted on your Facebook page in like 180 days or some shit like that. I'm like, well, if you weren't hiding my post from the people who like my page, maybe I'd take the time to do it. <laughs> fuck. You know? So yeah, fuck you, Facebook. But anyway. Thanks, thanks Cuckerberg. <laughs> um if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others. And also the rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And if you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a Patreon or a patron 
uh, at patreon.com slash watchpointradio. You can also buy merch on the Teespring store. It's teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons. Or you can become a Twitch subscriber like Fozzie, who this episode is named after. (laughs) So uh, with that, I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows. And uh, that's it. We're done. Thank you guys very much for bearing with us this almost 90 minutes. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.